Hello, good afternoon. Welcome, Ball. How's good it going? Good morning for you. So, yeah, uh, sorry, I was like, it's the last uh, school day was here today before the holidays, and uh, a lot of uh, things had to happen. And for example, Walter had to go to the dentist and needed to get two cavities gone, and it was a horror show. Oh. And yeah, and uh, also, I mean, we can talk in, on our podcast about uh, things. So I read the, the blood rain treatment and yeah. I, I think it's good, but I don't think it's exactly what we need for uh, uh, Netflix and other streamers if we want to try it again. Uh, I think they're expecting something more away from any old ideas from any game knowledge of people etc but we can talk about that separate you know? yeah well you know i mean the, the point yeah. is to get something together in time to show no, them there is no timeline on it that is the thing it's like it's it's nothing has to be rushed and uh, I felt um, that what, what was written now has uh, too much CGI. It will be a too big of a production. Uh, because if you, you know, like if you have things like with massive monsters and airplanes and everything's nothing against it, but it's a lot. And uh, we need to deliver, of course, whatever we do, it has to be technical, absolutely top notch. Yeah, it's, it's tentative. It's like it could be. Things can be changed easily. Good enough. Just, so I, I think yeah. also like that the idea that rain is kind of an agent of like the brimstone society, like a assassin for them or an agent for them, like a James Bond half vampire kind of thing. I think that is very good. Okay. And then we have to just think about a little how we streamline the story that that it's doable uh, in that twenty million dollar. Uh, level you know so for for a tv series and and that we don't go in a hundred million dollar level uh no yeah i can see what you mean there's parts okay. of it that are very elaborate that could be toned down that's not yeah. a problem though yeah. you know and we do that in a, in a different uh, um like where we're on, on whatsapp or whatever and we talk about it um and and where we have to you know it's 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 also this kind of, of course, it's written in the way right now of money is no issue. And uh, yeah, I, no, I, I, I agree with that. The, the idea was just to get them interested. And number two, it's kind of like a rebrand of the series to really empower the female, female demographic instead of exploit it. Like she's got a new suit. You know that that could be you know maybe shows a little less cleavage because you know how netflix is with with a lot of the girl power stuff they give that they throw their money at that stuff so i thought if they get the sense that she's being exploited if if like your idea of her being really strong uh that's a great it's great and and i think that's um it's what you're saying. We'll talk about it some more and we'll figure it out because I just, I don't want them to have unrealistic expectations, but I also want them to be excited for the idea of the series moving oh, totally. forward. Yeah. And 
well written and and uh, no and i told that is the thing you know it's it's like uh, uh putting the best foot forward also when we actually uh, discussing with the game company again the rights and stuff like this right so it's it's this kind of like that is what we want to do and and why and and whatever and um i think that because it has to appease gamers, but it has to make money and it has to play to Netflix. So it's like three different, like a tri trifecta. Um, yeah, but look, if only Blood Rain fans would watch something on Netflix, yeah. it would be a flop. Like, yeah. let's think, right? It has to stand alone as, as a TV oh, series. Oh, yeah. Uh, it is. The- yeah, I think it does, honestly. I think that the concept is strong enough. It's sort of like, like I said, it's like Blood Rain meets the Ghostbusters in Russia. And it kind of, it's a playful, fun thing in the line of those Marvel films. There's a little bit of gore, which which is the vampire element, but that's hot right now. And action espionage is hot right now. So I think it could work. No, no, that is, like that, that is what I think, like a spy story or whatever, like this kind yeah. of thing. And also like to to rob something what other people stole before that is all good because it has elements also from a, like a heist, you know, and that totally makes sense. I just yeah. uh, fin- yeah. finished the, the, the money heist uh, show like the last season is over. And I mean, it was just like nonstop action. The last 10 episodes was like uh, shootouts and you could never uh, miss a second without what was happening and i think it's it's one of the the few shows who now finally finish after five seasons who who never turned boring in between you had the feeling okay it's redundant but it's not because they always had twists and turns and a, and a phenomenal ending in the end how they uh, basically getting catched by the police but they have to let them go uh, you know like stuff like this so if, I, I really, I really like that, and I would love, for example, there's an actress. Uh, her name uh, is Tokyo in the in the uh, in Money Heist. She would be a perfect blood rat. Because now with the streamers, also, I think it's a very good thing that we can go internationally for the cast. You don't need an American anymore. It's like uh, uh, it's cool to have people from even around the globe for TV shows. And I think that is, uh, uh, it's the way to go. Also, for example, casting should definitely be more diverse. That would be a plus for Netflix, I bet you. Yes, and you remember the Red Blue Sky, what are the zombie in an airplane film? Yeah, okay. Six, right, there was on, on, with with Dominic Purcell as one of the terrorists. There was also, there was a German actress playing that mother with the kid and she turns into uh, a vampire um she was very good too so that is the thing it's like the great thing now is that based on a lot of tv shows on the streamer services worldwide there are new stars there are new new actors out there everybody knows around the globe and uh it's not anymore like this kind of uh, yeah, you need that actor from William Morris and William Morris, they don't want to work with, you know, like stuff like this. So it's there is a better chance now uh, because my experience with, with casting more international European actors also, it's uh, easier to approach 
they actually answer. For example, Matt Mickelson, I have a contact to his manager. He totally answered me and was easygoing and stuff like this, right? If you if you ask his agent in, in LA, they never answer you. But the yeah. European from them answers. Same with Christoph Waltz. Uh, I have a Berlin agency. I know them very well. They answer. And I think that is that is a, a way better attitude as a lot in America uh, have where they just like have a total closed shop and they never talk to you. Yeah, it's very, it is very closed. It's bullshit. I agree. Yeah. yeah. And it's the same with that emails. You remember when we tried to, to get uh, uh, Tyler Perry or whatever. It's almost impossible to contact somebody. Yeah, I'd say probably 85% of the time we don't get a response at all. Yeah, but think about it. Every other studio, if it, go, go to Pinewood Studios London, go to a Studio Babelsberg in Berlin. Any other film studio worldwide has a website with real phone numbers and real emails. But in America, everybody closes themselves, try to contact Oprah Winfrey, try to contact uh, Shonda Rhimes, try to contact uh, uh, Tyler Perry, try to contact uh, 20th Century Fox Studio Operations, whatever. They, they, never, they, they're blocking everybody off. And then they have yeah. stupid phone numbers what nobody uh, gets a response, you know, and it's so idiotic, I have to say. Yeah. It's so it's, it's, it's also like only because they're scared that somebody can send them something and they make it into a movie and, and then they, the guy sues them and said, that was my idea. Only because of this, they close shop completely to everybody. And it's ridiculous. I think it's absolutely ridiculous that they're acting like this. You know, like why they don't have, like if you go on Ryan Reynolds' website, he has a little film production too, says Rogan. Or I read that interview with Paul Thomas Anderson. And then his film company's name is Gulardi for in the Valley, uh, Sherman Oaks. So, you know, you get the address, and then but you don't get an email. So, I mean, uh, why not? Why why not an email? Do I really have to send to Paul Thomas Anderson everything with mail? It's strange I mean, how everything is in the pockets of the agents. Like the they're gatekeepers. That's what it is. They they block the gate for anybody that they see to be unworthy. And it's really kind of snooty with their noses in the air. I think that I, I wish that the film industry would change their attitude. Uh, you know, it's, it's not, uh, it's not right. I agree with that. Yeah. You know, it's kind of uh, bullshit to be honest. Yeah. And, uh, uh, well, I mean, they have a point about that whole thing, because look at like the Matrix and that woman who claims that she she did the first Matrix film. She she developed it and they stole her idea. Like, that's just a myth. But there was some kind of lawsuit. And I don't know, but that's probably what they want to prevent. It's all about the bottom line with Hollywood. So, yeah, but in the end, they're never preventing it. Yeah, and we went through the court thing anyway. But also, you have to take into account that everybody in the United States thinks they're a fucking celebrity. Everybody online thinks that their voice matters and that they're really cool. And there's a very self-affirmative vibe to Twitter and Facebook that feeds into people's fantasies and makes them think they can be famous too. And thus, their voice has value. So they're hammering Warner Brothers. And Warner Brothers is like, oh, shit. I've got a hundred thousand fucking losers who think that they're famous knocking on my door. 
how do we stop this? They're like, let's just remove the phone number. Like, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's it's, uh, but especially uh, I have to say, with was the Tyler Perry thing that was like throwing me totally off uh, because uh, if you have a film studio and you rent out, you rent, yeah, your rental company. I know that's that that doesn't make everybody off at all. To, yeah, and then I filled out that form twice. Uh, uh, um, you know, I filled out that that that, that you had a, you have an email form you fill out. I filled that out where you have to say what state you're interested in, and I never got an in, in, like I never got an info, never got an email, and never got any information. I mean, what the fuck is this? Somebody could just have something against you, like maybe one of his staff saw your name and thinks a it's a troll or that's not real, and then b maybe they think. Oh, no. this guy's a Nazi or something. That's some that's... uneducated thing. Do you know what I mean? There's a lot no, of people I... out there who say a lot of fucking shit that isn't real. Like they, I have heard people say that you're a Nazi, which is fucking ridiculous. Not to say that's what they said, but there's people out there who are wildly uneducated. You know? No, but I but I think in that way, uh, I I think uh, that uh, that was more like. Because they got hacked, and I told them they got hacked, it was just like uh, no. I think it was an imposter. I don't think it was that they got hacked. It's that somebody, uh, uh, like for example, tomorrow I could create a Twitter account that says Uvaball Nine, and I could steal your picture, and I could look at your posts and then repost, like copy and paste all of your posts so it looks like I'm you. And then whenever you post, I would post under you so other people would think that it's you. You were trying to let them know that, but I don't think it was that they got hacked. I think it was just a random person impersonating them, trying to take over their feed, which is yeah. is, is legitimate, but yeah. No, but then he answered me back, right? And he impersonated Tyler Perry. And yeah, no, that was a, that was a fake. You got you that that person was a fake. And um, I, I think that in the future, we should just be very careful with who we send, uh, you know, uh, classified or asset material to, you know, because you never know. And it sucks that the real Tyler Perry never actually responded and only the imposter Tyler Perry responded. But yeah, but then we then I warned him and reached one woman who works there. And she and told you to get a life. Yeah. This result is just a total was like, oh, get alive. You remember that? Where she told yeah. me get alive. So I mean, what the fuck? Instead of saying, yes, there's some professional people out there. You know, she might not know what the fuck is going on. She might think you're a troll because you're online. But I did call. So I really don't know, my friend. I don't know what to say. I think it sucks. Uh, I want to say, I want to say somehow we fell through the, the loop. Maybe I should keep trying until we actually get a response. Do you want me to keep trying? Yeah, I don't know. You can. I'm kind of done with it because mm -hmm. I, it's too, uh, it was just too, too much pissing me off. Yeah. Right. I mean, it's, you know, like at one point you think like, uh, sorry, but uh, I'm not chasing you forever. If Do I it want in Germany. Like you said, that, that one place in Germany that you were talking about that, that's old, that looks old. Studio Babelsberg. Yes, 
Film studio, yeah. Yes, use them, you know, forget about it. Yeah, no, but they are also like, not like uh, they have to make it uh, for me, uh, let's say, good to go there. That is what I mean. It's like I, they have to bring something to the table. If you bring business and shoot a movie in the studio or whatever, they have to also show that they want it, that they yeah. do you know, like something positive uh, for the project and, and support and defer some fees, get some additional local subsidies, whatever. So, and, and right now, um, I don't see that, you know. But, I mean, if I look at the Omicron situation, I'm not really, let's say, uh, optimistic that we can actually uh, shoot something soon. Well, you know, a lot of stuff, when COVID hit, a lot of stuff, the the workflow slowed down huge. And a lot yeah. of stuff is not being greenlit as much as before um, because of all of the COVID shooting restrictions, like you say, which are adding, it's adding money to the bottom line because it's all this extra stuff that the studios have to come up with and you would have to come up with. So I understand, but don't be de de deterred by the fact that it's an uphill battle to get the movie funded. Because I think any, any film like this, that's a drama is going to have an uphill battle right now because everything is all about magic and sci-fi. You know what I mean? If you look at what's in vogue and what's popular right now, it's, it, an act, it's a great concept, but it will be harder in a more limited marketplace when they're green lit, green lighting less. Uh, I, I don't let it get you down, but it will be hard. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's no, no. It's like we will keep going with Elliot Ness. We have uh, other projects moving uh, like forward. Elliot Ness and there's other stuff too. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so, but of course, uh, in total, it's like we, we always have to, in a way, uh, think about what realistic chance we have. And, and with, with COVID, uh, with, with, with Omicron, we have a real problem. You know, it, it yeah. will slow down the first quarter of next year uh, again. It's going to get a, worse. Oh, God. Dramatic, dramatic way worldwide uh, the economy will be uh, on a downturn we will be uh, not in good shape uh, like uh, look at the inflation pricing and you cannot really shoot a film because of all the crappy uh, uh, situations we face uh, in regards of uh, limitations testing for example, yeah, if I make a film with my own money or whatever, right? So I'm just not willing to spend another 40, 50 grand yeah. for like test people every single day for Corona. And it's a mandatory, right? It's mandatory to So, and, and that is like when you put your own money in it, you don't have like a big uh, studio or whatever backing you. That 50 grand matter. That is, that is like, 
value what you cannot bring on screen. It's just wasted. And then the other thing is you, you don't have insurance. They don't insure you against COVID. So it means like your main guy gets COVID, it's over. You tanked all your money. And then because then it doesn't, you know, that everybody, he goes in quarantine for, for 10 days, whatever, and you cannot shoot. You cannot shoot, and your whole crew maybe walks away. Yeah, the other for a movie, yeah, for a movie like that, when you have a very short shooting schedule, you can't just not shoot for 10 days. You don't have the money to burn. Exactly. And then because they are also like locked in for a very short time period, right? To say, look, I do you a favor. I play for half of my fee or work for half of my fee, but now they may be booked uh, somewhere else. And uh, so they just move on. They just move on. And then the, the actor comes out of quarantine back after 10 days and uh, you're totally fucked. You're totally fucked because everybody else left and then the, your movie falls apart. And at that point you spent maybe half of your budget already. So it's like, it's too risky. So based on what's going on right now, uh, I cannot make a film. Uh, I planned Germany in winter for like April, May. I had the the actors uh, lined up, but I actually cannot do it. I will be not able to do that, to, to, to lock that film in and to actually say, let's go to prep, let's do it. Well, right do it. now, you can't do it. It could eventually get made. Yes, but, you know, yeah, yeah. I, I see it now more uh, asking everybody for late summer because uh, also this year in late summer was no threat. You know, in late summer, there was almost no Corona, like nobody had it. And, yeah. and the numbers were so low, there were sometimes 50 or 100 infections all, <clears throat> all over Germany per day, uh, and not like 80,000 like now. So, and um, so, but, but, it's, but I'm a little sad about it because I, I uh, lined it all up for April and was able to get most of the crew, most of the actors for less as half of their normal salary. So they would do a big favorite nation deal uh, on that on the on the show, but that will all fall apart, you know, and when they're getting later, if I release them, and you know, if I tell them all, you know what, uh, I cannot do it in April because of Corona, please do it again so cheap for me in September. <laughs> You know, yeah, yeah, but, oh, no, but that they, makes you look like an asshole. I hear you totally. And they will say, Yeah, okay, but in September, I was already booked for a big uh, show where I get like six thousand. So, a big German yeah. act making around six, seven thousand euro a day. Well, you don't want to, you don't, if they're doing you a favor, you don't want to ask too much. Yeah, no, that is the thing. You don't want to move the shoot over and over and over again. Right, yeah, but it, it's, uh, it, seems, uh, it seems unprofessional. It seems unstable. It just gives a bad vibe. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah, that is what it is. So, uh, but I wouldn't say you know. I just, just you know, if you have to cancel it now, then it might have to come together with a different cast later. It's true. I don't know, but if you can do it now. I mean, do you have to make that decision right now to let them, to release them? No, no, I will not. I will actually wait okay. till, until end of January. Because end of January, we see really how hard 
uh, we got hit by Omicron. You know, we have in Germany right now a total absurd situation because the fourth wave went down. All right. You know? It went it, it, it went went drastically down. So we we basically in Germany in the last three weeks cut the infections and the hospitalization in half. Wow! So, Unlike yeah, the US. Uh, yeah, but because US got hit earlier yeah. with uh, with Omicron. You see, in US already the majority has the Omicron now. In Germany right now are only nine percent of the new infections Omicron, but the the uh, scientists say that is only now the silence before the storm because they look to britain they look to israel they look to us they look everywhere and they say look there's no way that we don't get the omicron taking over but we're not there right now so in germany we are there they say in two to three weeks the shit hits the fan in germany omicron has a 95 or almost 100 percent of the new infections and boom, we're dead. You know, like then we have like up to 100, 200,000 infections a day. And the intensive care stations are getting bigger, fuller, and whatever. The total shutdown is coming. What a fucking disaster. Well, I hope that it gets better, even though that's kind of a naive thing to say. You know. Yeah, you know what they try? They try that... Uh, basically with the booster shots to get around it, you know? So we have already 25 or 28% of the population boosted. And the plan is that during the next three or four weeks, right now is around one, one and a half million shots a day in Germany, booster shots. So they're moving forward. And the health minister, he thinks like, if we can booster 70% of the of the population, uh, that will help enormously that it doesn't turn into a, a total disaster. Like a total, like disaster, how uh, it looks like in Britain again. You know, yeah, Brit- if everybody gets sick at the same time, it will overwhelm the hospitals all over again. We don't have enough hospital beds or ventilators. Yeah, exactly. It's always the same. And then they panicky is uh, closing everything down. You know, that is always the same thing. Instead of having more ventilators and more intensive care beds. And also why they are not releasing uh, uh, more of that uh, uh, that COVID pills. Yeah, I've barely heard a thing about it. It's like it's very buried in the news. I, I agree. But it looks like 90% efficient. Like if you throw the, the Pfizer COVID pill in, if you take it before you go like, before you laying there with a 43 fever or whatever. So you have to take it early, you know? So if you take it early, you reduce 90% the chance that you get a bad a corona development. So I don't know why we're not having that pills everywhere. And as soon as you get, you get infected, uh, just take the pill if you feel sick or not. What the fuck? Who gives a shit? You know, Maybe what can what the can price? The, How the, much the, does the it cost? I think it costs 150 bucks. Oh my god. Yeah, I mean, who would not pay the 150 bucks? I would pay it right away. You know, if somebody tells me, like, if you take that pill, oh, you 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 have corona. So you do the te- you have the test in front of you. 
and they say you have corona. So, and if I can take a pill for 150 bucks, uh, what reduces my risk to get like even like a harder corona uh, development uh, outcome, I would of course totally do it. I totally buy the pill, you know, so. Well, let me take a look here. What's the what's the name of this pill? I'm looking it up just because we happen to be talking the U.S. FDA said to authorize Pfizer Merrick COVID-19 pills this week. So in the U.S., it looks like it has not been authorized yet. That's the answer for why we don't have it. And let's Pax. see. That. Yeah, pa Pax, P-A-X-L-O-V-I-D, Pax Lovid. Yeah, Paxlovid. There we go. 89% protection for getting a bad corona. And it was a test with 2,246 adults. So, yeah. Because Paxlovid <laughs> is from Pfizer. Yeah, and, and it is. Ma Merrick has a drug called Malnupiravir. <laughs> no yeah, idea. They have, they have F12. They have F12. So, but I don't know why we need so long to just get that stuff out there. It's it's like we cannot just shut down the whole uh, the whole world again. Yeah, you well, know, hopefully it happens soon. This is from twenty hours ago. This news article. So this week it says. I mean, it, but but of course, if it gets authorized, that doesn't mean it's going to get distributed that fast. Yeah, I mean, uh, uh, I really hope that uh, we can. Uh, yeah. Uh, we we can boost plus with medicaments against it, uh, you know that we can boost our way uh, out of it. Well, well, I want you right now to talk to the fans. Talk to your fans right here, the audience. The audience. Let's just pretend that they are skeptical, and you want them to get this vaccine. Talk to them. Why should they do this, Ufball? Yeah, don't. Listen to Joe Rogan. Don't listen to all that uh, maniacally wrong-informed idiots. And if if we all are very very mad about any kind of lockdowns, shutdowns, uh, or uh, cutting off our freedom, we're all mad, very mad about it. But intelligent people, they know that we can only get out of it if we vaccine if we use the vaccines and we use the medicaments and we're not like running around without masks inside uh, big uh, halls and going to concerts and don't have a mask on it's it's like it's, it's it is a think about a very 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 bad flu uh, uh disease and it's uh, it's spreading like the measles spread it to all the kids and stuff like this <clears throat> but it has on some people on diabetic people, on people with cancer, on old people, on people that have a lot of stress, it has a lot of times a bad outcome. We have worldwide six or, or seven million people dead from Corona already. That is more people as a, a, a normal flu uh, is doing. So it's don't downplay it. There is a big risk to it. Yeah. And what you also don't want, you just don't want to lay down for two or three weeks at home with high fever and hope for the best. And I yeah. think that the whole day, oh shit, do I have to go to the hospital? What will happen to me? You know? And uh, I think it's it's not worth it to, to follow conspiracy theories. Just go with the flow 
get the little needle in your arm, you barely feel it. Yeah, maybe you're a day feeling a little like tired or whatever. You know, my wife just got boosted today. She went after this to two different stores. She goes later to the Christmas market with me. She doesn't look and she doesn't feel uh, any impact. I got boosted three weeks ago. I didn't felt anything. Because don't forget the booster shot has only uh, 25 or 30 percent off the original uh, uh, shot so it has less uh, vaccine it, it, so it's it's not even have so many uh, side effects as the first one but even the first one didn't have a lot of uh, uh, direct uh, sickness or allergic shocks and whatever way less allergic shots from the mRNA like Moderna or BioNTech Pfizer vaccines as with normal uh, old-fashioned vaccines, you know, because it is just, you get something injected and it will get only active if you get affected with Corona. Then that specific vaccine, what you had, then it gets <clears throat> activated and fights against Corona. As long as you don't have Corona, it just sits there. You know, a, a classical vaccine, you get the classical vaccine and you get sick. Basically, you get the flu to uh, trigger the flu in you so that you that you create the antibodies right away in, if you get a classical vaccine. So I like the new vaccines more because you're also not getting the, the, the sickness or you don't even get the... Uh, a virus uh, injected in you. And so it's it's basically if you never get infected by Corona, that vaccine will be just sitting there and waiting. Uh, and if it doesn't happen, it wears off and it's gone. As we know now, we know after five, six months, that vaccines are gone out of your body, worthless. So. Nice. Yeah, and people, I just want you to remember the effects that not getting the jab is having on business and film. You see that we just talked about how this film might not be made. It's not the fault of all of the, um, you know, uh, rules. It's the fact that we have to follow the rules. We have to take care of our own lives, take care of your life, help your fellow man, help the businesses regrow, help the films get shot again. Help us be able to get back to an actual normal, you know, and we have to do this together. We can't have one person, you know, stepping out because it's, we're all human beings. We're all a part of the same society. We're not each other's enemies. We just need to learn what's, when we need to actually listen for the sake of our own lives, our families, the ones that we love, even our pets. If you love these people around you, if you care about your own self, do it. If you think that going to the hospital is a huge inconvenience and you can't imagine the effect that it would have on your life, the monetary repercussion perhaps, that it would it costs a lot of money to get hospitalized, would you really want to go through that just, rather than just take a 15 minutes out of your day? Here in Florida, you can just you can uh, go to most supermarkets' websites. Like here in Florida, there's a supermarket named Publix that you go to their website and you you can make a reservation to get it, even if even if you're not a walk-in and just go in and get it. And if you're a diabetic or something, just bring 
like a, 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 a some orange juice with you um, in case you feel lightheaded after the shot or something and sit down. But that is such a better alternative than being on a respirator, being $50,000 to $100,000 in debt, not being able to pay your rent. You know, all the problems that would come from the interruption of your life are so severe, you might as well just fucking do it. And that's and, my Yeah. And as <clears throat> to finish it off for today, uh, The Hand of God is my uh, film uh, recommendation. It's on Netflix. It's an Italian film. And it's about uh, uh, Naples and Italy. And The Hand of God, as we as soccer fans know, it's uh, Diego Maradona. Maradona, the little Argentinian guy, is dead, dead now, but he was maybe with Pele and Ronaldo and Messi, the best player ever. And uh, so... Yeah, in Naples, Italy, an awkward Italian teen struggling to find his place experiences heartbreak and liberation after he's inadvertently saved from a freak accident by football legend Diego Maradona. Yeah, so and it's, that was the little the synopsis. The great thing in that film, uh, what remembered me as a filmmaker too, why some films are turning out better, is there are a lot of things you cannot make up. They are just true. And um, the Sorrento, that's the name of the director, there's a little making off on Netflix also, where he goes back to, because he's from Naples and he grew up exactly, he plays himself, like there is a, a, a young 18 years old uh, actor, he plays basically the filmmaker and it's about his childhood. And that was at the time where Maradona played in Naples and Naples is the shithole of Italy. I have drove through Naples also maybe 20 years ago and there was the garbage was the same height like the houses because huh. there was a government where nobody picked up the garbage because the mafia wanted to... Uh, uh, and you know, Neapolis is the Camorra, is the mafia there, and they blackmailed the city because they wanted the job to pick up the the garbage. And then the city said to the mafia, "No, we we pick up the garbage. You're not doing it. You're not getting the job from us." And then they made sure nobody picked up the garbage, like telling mm. the telling the garbage truck drivers, "If you pick up the garbage, you get shot." And there was a, basically a kind of a standoff for two years in Naples. No fucking garbage was picked up. And in that shit hole, also Naples never was Italian soccer champion. And they were able, maybe also with mafia money, to buy Diego Amanda Maradona away from Spain. And uh, with him, they turned Italian soccer champion. The only time in the whole history till today. And the this, this city got a totally like kind of a hope. You know where a whole city starts turning from super depressed shithole to like, we are there. We, we, we have, a, we have a, an opinion. We, have a, a, we, are, we, we, we are part of Italy. We have power. So and all that is, is the back lot. Uh, Soccer or Maradona is in the movie, not even 10 minutes. But it's the back lot for the story how a 18 years old guy wants to turn into a filmmaker and of course, and that remembered me on my totally different childhood, but also uh, I had no connection to film, to filmmakers, to uh, 
the business or whatever. And he was exactly in the same situation. Uh, there was just like everybody was laughing about it, you know, and they felt like, how, uh, why you want to be a filmmaker, like uh, whatever, be a car mechanic or something. And it's a great film. I really liked it. And the, the thing when you watch the film, what you will see is all the all the little characters are well thought of. And that's what I mean. It's like um, a lot of times we see in inside characters in supporting characters, just cliche. We just see things we saw over and over and over again. Look, American TV shows, the, 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 the boss of the police or the colleagues in your department or whatever. It's, it's so used of, from people like professional writers, but it's so used. And then you watch a film like this and every single character in that film is unforgettable. Because it's so, it's a lot of times funny, a lot of times absurd. You laugh a lot when you watch the film. It's really funny. Like the old grandma, for example, she sits there and eats the whole time. And you think she's the, fun, the nice grandma. And then whoever talks to her, like a little kid, like five years old kid, she said, like, suck my dick, you fucking piece of shit. So that is her basically her response to every single person in that film who talks to her. And it is so funny because it's so to totally, it throws you so off. You think normally an old grandma is that kind of old dame in the family and all the people come and talk to her, but she's the opposite of what you expect she is. And that is great. You know, it's great if, if you have characters, like and that was the reason the movie was never boring because you watch it and you're totally like, uh, what the fuck? You know, and that, I, I love that film. And, and the, for example, you watch the, the film with Sandra Bullock on Netflix, the thriller who's running there. It's a solid film, right? But every side actor in that film is cliche. Every side actor you saw a hundred times in other, other, other films acting the same way, saying the same lines. Yeah. You know, and that is uh, why I would recommend it. Uh, uh, I think it won the Venice Film Festival or something, and it's it's really worth to to watch. Okay, it's been a great episode. I think that we've gone over some really interesting things. If you guys have liked what you've heard, please subscribe to the show and yes. tell your friends. Post online about it. We need to grow in numbers, so support us, and we'll see you next time. And. Uh, Where's the video from Overball Raw? I sent you a video. Uh, I've, I'm going to get it up probably okay. today. I just really have been fucking busy helping my friend move. Oh, okay. So, yeah, but I'm going to get it up. I promise. I, I'm sorry about that. It's just now crazy. I have more time. There's no school with the kids here or whatever. So we do a few over the holidays. Okay. Yeah, we're going to do some more, I promise. Okay, guys. We'll see you next time. Also, yeah, YouTube Overball Raw. Check it out. Take care, guys. Bye-bye.